2: Hello and welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I believe since my esteemed, beloved co-host Rohan Kadi has joined me here on the Eurostep, this might be our first emergency pod. He will, of course, as always, correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, we are here today pretty obviously if you're in the know on Bucks news to talk about Eric Bledsoe not yet being in Orlando because he did test positive for the coronavirus rohan am i wrong and how's it going
3: i don't believe you're wrong we might have done i can't even remember at this point if we did like a marvin williams podcast or something
2: yeah we might have i just i don't we probably just didn't term it as such
3: that's fair so i guess this is our first emergency pod
2: this one's a truer emergency a lot of
3: firsts going on recently true uh, I am doing well. Uh, yes, as as you said, we did hear the news from Chris Haynes, uh, who revealed that Eric Bledsoe was not with the team due to his positive coronavirus test. We had kind of maybe figured, considering we hadn't seen any pictures of him yeah. uh, in Orlando, uh, no social media, no nothing. But of course, you don't want to speculate about these things because it is players' health and their well-being, so you don't want to speculate.
2: No, you don't. And speaking of health and well-being, fortunately, according to ESPN's Malika Andrews, um, this is Bledsoe's quote, I am asymptomatic and feeling fine. Once I meet the NBA protocols, I look forward to joining my teammates in Orlando. Of course, that's always the, the first and foremost concern, at least on this here podcast. You know, we want everyone to be safe, healthy, doing well, and despite the positive test, it does sound like Fortunately for for everyone involved, Bledsoe is doing okay and just, you know, obviously out of fear of spreading the disease, which he tested positive for, despite having no symptoms. Um, It sounds like, you know, obviously just the abundance of caution there of him not joining the team, but it's good to hear that he's not, you know, suffering from any of the symptoms that we've heard even some other players in the NBA have dealt with. Of course,
3: uh, health is what matters at the end of the day. We always want everyone to be a okay, and that's that's matters way more than basketball. Um, but like you said, we just need to wait for him to uh, join the team in Orlando, based on the protocols that the NBA has in place, uh, so he can actually join the team and for the resumption of the season.
2: Yeah. So, are there any other bucks before we dive deep into this blood? So, are there any other bucks that we're still wondering about? um
3: we've seen Giannis, Chris, Lopez brothers we haven't seen have we seen DJ I
2: don't uh, I I hadn't thought so but I think somebody said we have seen from DJ um I know we hadn't heard much from Tenasis but he has a planned jersey message
0: That's
2: and the right. same, same with Corver.
3: and oh yeah and Pat we haven't seen pictures of Pat have we we might uh, we might not have seen Pat yeah, we've seen Wes, We've seen well. We haven't yep. seen pictures of George, but he, well, he had that golfing thing. Uh, we've yeah, seen Dante. Yeah, we've seen Giannis. Chris. We've seen the Lopez twins. Yep, they had uh, great content. There. Yeah, uh, <laughs> already. Robin, yeah.
2: Robin's Twitter is a must see. This right now,
3: of course. I wish Brooke was on Twitter. I know, um, but other than Bled- Bledsoe was the obvious one that we haven't really seen yet. Uh, yeah. We've seen Marvin Williams too. Uh, I think. I think just. I think it was just Bledsoe, uh, who we had like not seen any confirmation of.
2: Well, there's one other player who we haven't, because we won't. Cam Reynolds is not in the bubble. Um, I've seen and heard, he is like training uh, in Houston, where I believe he's from. So, not exactly sure. I, I haven't gotten anywhere when I asked like if, if that was his decision to not go, or if it was... The Bucks' decision—obviously, traveling parties are limited. I have no idea. Uh, I don't know the reason. Uh, I would assume it was not his decision because, I mean, usually any time a two-way player would be invited to a stage like this to potentially play in front of you know the whole world watching, basically, uh, especially in like the first eight games, which we've talked about a bunch. The Bucks probably aren't going to think are very important, so that could be a time where Cam, a guy like Cam Reynolds could see some real minutes. Um, And the fact that he's, like, working out with a trainer right now it wouldn't seem like the overabundance of caution was the reason. There could be family stuff, though. I really do not know. I've not heard more than that. But I just know that we he is not there. And it would seem to me like the plan is, is not for him to later join the team because why wouldn't he just be there right away? You know, I don't know. It's very strange. Uh, and the team and, and all parties have been pretty radio silent about it.
3: That's fair. Have we seen uh, Frank Mason? Actually?
2: Frank is there. He is okay. Yeah, Frank. Uh, Frank Mason on his Instagram live. I I didn't really know this. I, people make fun of me. I'm not really tuned in to college basketball at all. Like I don't like I know which teams are always good and have like big fan bases or whatever. Yeah, like Marquette always good. Sure. Um, good at TBT at least. Hey, shout out. Hey. Um, but so Frank Mason obviously went to Kansas, and if you are good at Kansas, apparently you are like a superstar forever so frank was literally on his instagram live just chilling in his room in the bubble because he had to quarantine for x amount of hours and he was in there like working out with no gear like he's just he's focused man he's doing like like jumping jacks and push-ups and whatever i think lifting and maybe he had some weights but i don't even think so but anyway and just like letting random people hop on the ig live and just like talking to them it's actually pretty nice and mostly Kansas fans, because they're obsessed with their basketball players, and he was very good there. And this one kid who like plays not at Kansas, but I think he's like a high school AAU kid. He's like, my grandma's in the next room. Can I put her on? And Frank's like, <laughs> absolutely. And I swear to God, this kid like gives his phone. And you just say, like this grandmotherly woman holding it, and she goes, "Is that Frank Mason?" And I was like, wow, these wow. people are really, like, tuned in and plugged in. I mean, this is years ago. He played there now. He's got different hair and everything. And she's just, to me, is like, that Frank Mason? And they start talking.
3: That's amazing. I actually hadn't seen that. That's actually, yeah. that's amazing.
2: It was very cool. But, yeah. So, long story short, though, he is in the bubble. So, one of the Bucks two-way players is there. The other is not. Um, and we had seen all year long. I mean, Cam Reynolds never got any minutes with Milwaukee, even when the team had injury stuff. So Literally zero. Literally zero. So, I mean, I guess I'm still surprised by it. I think he's a, an NBA caliber replacement level wing guy. But um, based on the evidence, it would not. It would make sense if there was one two way there and one two way not. And it was the Bucks' decision. It would make sense that Frank is the one there and Cam is the one not. Yes, it would,
3: especially given what we're here to talk about.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's extra true. So, so the first uh, well actually let's let's do the protocols first you have the protocols up right what yes. uh, what needs to happen for Eric Bledsoe to start practicing and playing with the bucks
3: okay so you need to at least 14 days must have passed from uh, from your positive your first positive test or your latest positive test uh, yep. and or just the symptoms have resolved. Uh, given that we saw the report that the Bucks practice facility had shut down, what was that like two, week and a half, two
2: weeks ago? And yeah, that just, Bled- I, I don't think quite two weeks, but nearly, nearly that, I think. Yes.
3: And the fact that Bledsoe said that he is asymptomatic and obviously Bucks physicians would have checked on him and stuff. Yeah. Uh, that one is good. You must pass two negative PCR tests, at least 24 hours apart. Those are just, uh, uh, the methods in which they use to uh, do uh, COVID-19 testing.
2: Is that the deep one or the swab?
3: Uh, I mean, it doesn't necessarily say right here. Okay. It is, uh, the PCR is just the testing method in the actual oh. bacterial assay, okay. um, but you you would need to pass two negative tests. I'm assuming based on the um, other protocols that these are like the more intrusive uh, tests. And they have to be at least 24 hours apart i'm not sure if i said that uh, i think you did yeah so then also after that you must return a positive antibody test within the past 30 days so um. you need to have uh you know pause you need to have like test positive for antibodies if you had tested positive for uh, coronavirus so that you know that you have actually built up an immunity to it at least a, uh, a little bit and in addition to the fact that you have tested negative And the that was actually a new test uh, or protocol that was added. uh, What was that? Two days ago
2: now, I think. Uh, That's an interesting wrinkle.
3: Yes, because it it was. It stemmed from the concerns uh, that teams had about false positives. Uh,
2: Oh, hmm. So like, yeah. So wouldn't a false positive result in not having antibodies? So wouldn't that make it worse on false positives? I'm not, it's, it's more of like,
3: uh, if you have, uh, antibodies, there's still a chance that you have uh, dead viral, uh, cells in you because if you like, if you do a, uh, uh well, what am I trying to say? If you get uh, a positive test, that's not necessarily true. It could result from a like dead viral particles that are still inside of you. Okay. Uh, but if you do have the antibodies for it, That means that if you test positive but you have antibodies, that means it was a false positive, if that makes sense.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. So it's if you test negative and you don't have antibodies, you're not blocked? Correct. Okay. Okay. Interesting.
3: Okay. The last um, protocol that is in place is they must pass a negative uh, rapid test, so like a less intrusive uh, test that yields fast results. And that has to be done before taking part in any close physical t- contact with other people, which is like uh, practices with your team, uh, actual workouts, uh, just like, you know, getting getting back in the swing of things with the rest of the team.
2: Yeah. So it seems to me like we're, we're probably guessing at this point, And I think it's I think it's honestly more of an expectation than a hope just based on. I mean, the NBA has this down to a science. If Bledsoe is truly asymptomatic and probably the unnamed Bucks player who tested positive that we first heard about a week to two weeks ago, you would think he's going to be almost through the the 14 days that usually this thing is is hanging around. So hopefully soon he will test negative in Milwaukee or wherever he is currently holed up, then be able to fly to Orlando, quarantine for two days, test positive twice, test negative, excuse me, twice more then do the antibody test, then do the rapid response test, and actually be able to rejoin Buck's workouts and practices.
3: Is that correct? I believe that is correct. It is a lot of hoops to jump through, and that's for good reason. Yes. Uh, So it, it seems like, based on what we're reading about all of the protocols that are in place, it seems like it's comprehensive. I don't want to, like, just, like, stick my neck out for the league or anything right now. <laughs> but just, like, based on what we're talking about, it seems like it's actually, like, a decent plan.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, there's, what, there's, like, five to six tests at minimum just from here that are going to have to be cleared. It's, it's they're certainly not just saying, like, yeah, he seems negative. It's fine.
3: Yeah, he's asymptomatic. It's fine. Like, yeah, they're, which, they're not doing that.
2: No, which that, that would be disastrous. But, well, it's... I don't know. It's I, I, you never want to say good when someone tests positive. Absolutely but, not. But and I'm not. But it seems like if someone was to it, just any player, this seems like the best possible outcome. They're asymptomatic. They, I'm sure they, they're probably, hopefully, that's getting through the end of of the testing positive period, and and the thing is running its course, and they'll be able to safely rejoin the rest of the team. And in they the were not with,
3: in Orlando, which is uh, yes. very
2: key. Yes, but I will say also we've seen a couple, I think a couple cases now, even some guys have gotten to Orlando, but not actually into the bubble. There's that extra layer. That's where that quarantine and testing for like two more days comes in. So that was Michael Beasley, who I think a lot of people, myself included, panicked a little bit to see him test negative and have to leave Orlando, but he never actually got to the bubble. He got to an isolated hotel room where then you have to stay for a couple more days. And if you're wondering, you know, is this overkill? Why do they need all these extra steps? You know, two more tests. That situation is exactly why they need to do all this because if he had gotten through, then it's a whole much worse issue.
3: Correct. There, there's multiple gates that you need to get through before you actually join everyone in the actual bubble. And we're, we're seeing the steps that uh, need to be taken, be taken, And that's um, going to happen with Eric Bledsoe here.
2: Yeah. Um, You know, the one thing that we don't know, and I don't even think, you know, public health experts or professors, whoever's studying the disease, now, scientists, I guess I should say, is, um, you know, people who test asymptomatic, if they have any sort of long-term side effects. I don't want to dive deep into this now because we just don't know. But that is, I think, I suppose something to think about probably not actively I I don't know I've I've been doing some reading I mean obviously I think everyone's been doing some reading on this one way or another but um, hopefully that's not something that affects a lot of people uh, including basketball players but just people at large but that is something that even even the asymptomatic tests are a little worrisome to me but I just think with how prevalent this thing is in the country it's going to be unavoidable for some NBA guys to test positive.
3: Correct. There is a lot of research that needs to be done because we, the general public and scientists really don't know the full story uh, when it comes yeah. to COVID-19. Uh, there's, we're still learning as we go, just the world. Um, but all we can hope for is that anyone uh, recovers well and stays in good health. That's all we can actually hope for, basketball right. aside.
2: Yes, yes. But since this is a basketball podcast, I would say... I am thinking that Budso will be able to rejoin the team and participate mostly as normal after this. That's my expectation, but certainly would be understanding if there was if he misses a couple of these seeding games, which is certainly possible. Whether it's due to not being able to join the team yet or just to conditioning concerns. I mean, he's he's got to be quarantined and self isolated for a couple weeks now. If he gets into the bubble like a couple days before their first game. I think it would, might even be the the overwhelmingly wise move to just say, don't even worry about the first couple.
3: Yeah, it's it's that's that's a good point. You need to take a physical condition, especially a guy like Eric Bledsoe, who is jacked. Yeah. Uh, you don't know what uh, how uh, he's kept himself. Uh, obviously, he's he's a dedicated NBA athlete. I'm sure he's been keeping himself in shape but you don't know uh, what exact condition he's in. You don't want him to necessarily get hurt by just jumping right into games or anything. You need to have that slow ramp up so we can actually play when it matters because the Bucks are hopefully going to be playing for a decent amount of time there in Orlando
2: yeah that's uh that's i I think it's a safe bet to say the Bucks are gonna be going on at least a pretty deep playoff run and rohan speaking of safe bets sports are coming back and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events and there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners bet online get in on the action for this week's big ufc fight or check out odds on nascar formula one and the premier league can't wait for your team to come back BetOnline has futures odds, including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or check out daily sims of Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. So... I don't know. Uh, this is a complicated issue. I think we're seeing a lot of teams around the league have to deal with it, but I guess we probably should be thankful that thus far to this point, the Bucks have not needed to go scrounging around for any of these replacement players or anything like that.
3: For sure, and based on what we've been uh, hearing and like what we just talked about, it doesn't seem like the Bucks are going to have to sign a replacement player because it uh Bledsoe did say that he hopes to rejoin the team in Orlando soon and I, I don't know do you think the Bucks have to worry about signing a replacement player
2: Steve, I, I don't think for Bledsoe um unless something very drastic changes from right now which that is not something we've really uh seen and, and especially with any of the NBA cases um but um I, I don't know like how it would work with Cam Reynolds the two-way I would guess they wouldn't because again like I don't know it's just it's very mysterious and weird like why he's mysteriously not there um but I I don't think they would get to like if it was their choice I, I don't think that's how replacement players work I think the guy needs to be sitting out for either choosing not to go or sitting out due to a medical reason there's like different classes of players not going to the bubble there's like the standard opt-out guys who have something else going on, those excused players who are high risk or have a certain reason not to go that that is uh, more convincing than I don't want to go, basically. Uh, and injuries don't usually get you them either. If it's an injury predating, you know, the, the move to the bubble. Like I think testing positive and then having some symptoms like Spencer Dinwiddie, you do get a replacement player. But if the Bucks were just carrying like an injured roster spot, all year like if someone was just sitting out they would not have gotten a replacement player Correct.
3: that's why you don't see like uh the nets getting spots for Kyrie and katie
2: correct but they and and also the reason like it would have been a real coup for the rockets to sign david nuaba and then also get to replace him because you basically get like a free flyer on Nwaba for next year but they did not so they signed him and they were not able to replace him so yeah, I, I don't think we'll see the Bucks turn to any of those guys. I, I don't know who they would look at if they did either, honestly. I think Dragon Bender is still a free agent. Ooh, are they so legally guess,
3: allowed to sign him?
2: Uh, I think so, because oh, I need to check reacquiring rules real quick. I thought they could. I think that was only with trades. You oh, can't you're right. You're sign right, somebody right. back. Mm-hmm.
3: I, th- I believe that's correct.
2: I'll check right now. But yeah, I, I guess that would be the most logical one for a lot of reasons. Otherwise, a lot of the herd guys have gotten poached already, but Jamario Jones is there if they wanted to to grab him up. Jalen Adams is gone. Justin Patton's gone now. Um, of course, Detroit had to make a move and shout to Jalen's for getting the, the Portland deal. But yeah, it's been... I, I don't know who they would go for if they just go for one of the more standard around the league guys, but a lot of those have been snatched up already.
3: Yeah, there's there's not a lot of... There's not a lot of great options, especially those that could, you know, maybe make an impact on this team, uh, because this team obviously is contending for a championship. So you you don't see like maybe like they don't want to take a risk, and maybe they'll they'll have an open roster spot, even if they let's say they have to sign someone. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't take the risk because they know they're not going to play. You know, you you never yeah. know because. It, there's no real chance that a uh, new, fresh signing as a replacement spot is actually going to get minutes. You're just doing it for the sake of getting a roster spot and having an extra
2: body in there. Unless you're the Nets.
3: Yes, unless <laughs> unless you're the Nets.
2: That is going to be that is going to be something to see. But yeah, I don't know. It's obviously it's it's conflicting because you never want to hear about you never want to hear about any more positive tests in general. But obviously, from the strict Bucks perspective, ignoring the the crushing realism of the situation, you don't want to see any Bucks positive tests either. But this does seem like it's going to be manageable, both for Bledsoe, most importantly, and for Milwaukee. Um, and that the, it is tough, though, the point guard position to be the one to to have a player not there right now and, and potentially missing some time. I mean, obviously, George Hill is very good. The Bucks have shown no interest in the past of playing George Hill major minutes. I mean, this year, when Bledsoe sat out, he didn't even start games. So I would imagine we would see Dante DiVincenzo starting if Bledsoe does miss a couple of these seeding games. Um, which is fine. I mean the Bucks do pretty, pretty okay in those minutes, and we always like to see more of Dante. So that would be my guess for the the at least temporarily without Bledsoe game plan.
3: Yeah, I would say I would say probably Dante starting, or you can get I wouldn't say yeah, I I guess you would have to go with Dante at starting uh, point guard, then have George Hill maybe play a little more uh, off the yeah. bench, uh, maybe get some Frank Mason minutes in there. Uh, you could always go and do something something a little weird. Start like just uh just go big, like uh, just slide everyone up and then add like Robin Lopez into the starting lineup or something. Yeah, or even like Marvin Williams. That would make more sense, but I'm, Although... I'm trying to get crazy. Here. <laughs>
2: Uh, <laughs> Disney lineup,
3: yeah, no, full Disney lineup. If you if you start uh, a lineup of West Matthews, Chris Giannis, and the Lopez twins, oof, I don't know what would happen in that situation, but I want to see it.
2: Is that like point Robin or what?
3: Point, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> point Robin. Uh, I would probably go point Chris or point Giannis uh, if I was in charge of that, but I'm not. Uh, but you know, point Robin could be fun. But I think we could see a lot more Dante, uh, as you said. We yeah. He he makes sense. He can slide into basically either guard spot and actually not not really mess up anything. And it helps when you have Chris and Giannis who can be primary ball handlers. So you wouldn't really be losing a lot, um, like in terms of ball handling if you put Dante in instead of Bloodsill because you have those other contingencies.
2: Yeah, I mean, I said it's it's a tough position to lose just because the Bucks are, are a little bit thin there. But I do agree with you; they don't operate like traditional point like traditional teams used to with point guards, where like you know, it's not like Bledsoe brings the ball up and initiates every single set. They're a lot more free flowing than that. They obviously have some other guys who are going to handle the ball at least a little bit. Uh, Sorry, sarca- bad sarcasm there a lot and Chris and Giannis. So I do think that's why the they've gone to Dante as the replacement. A part of it's just the team is ridiculously but maybe accurately high on Dante and they want to get him some more run with the the main core pieces and and get him used to playing with those guys. I mean obviously you know the core is not super young and, and Dante's gonna to have to play an even bigger role in future seasons, but I, I think just not needing, you know, it's not like you're replacing Chris Paul, someone who's gonna come up and you know dribble the air out of the ball and you need him to do all these possessions in isolation. The Bucks don't need that from the point guard spot. So slotting in more of a wing player than a traditional guard like Dante works absolutely fine.
3: Yeah, it's not like you're replacing your first or even your second option, you're replacing yeah. your third option, which is right. again not great. Obviously, we want Eric Bledsoe to be um here for health reasons, but also for basketball reasons. I think the Bucks are at their best when they have Eric Bledsoe on the court. Uh so you need you you don't want to necessarily lose him, but if you If you do have to face that reality, if you have Giannis and Chris pick up a little more of the slack than they already do, you could get by with having Dante as your third option.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, a pretty distant third, but I think it's almost for the best. Like, I think the Bucks should get used to running a lot through Chris and Giannis, especially in close situations. So, this is kind of a shock to the system that helps to make that happen. It, it might actually result in them being a little bit more prepared, but we've already seen throughout this season, um, more Chris and Giannis, especially, you know, in the, in the, the famous play that I'm so madly in love with, uh, we've seen them go to that more and more anyways. I don't think it's like a needed thing, but it might just further reinforce that.
3: Exactly. Uh, so you you just need to get more out of Chris and Giannis in that situation, and plus you do have George Hill
2: as well. Yeah, you
3: do. So even if let's say Dante like fizzles out uh, and doesn't do well in that starting possible, impossible, I know, right? But we have <laughs> to discuss this. Uh, we you do have uh, probably a starting caliber point guard coming off your bench.
2: Yeah, I mean it's again it's it's one of those where at his age nobody's yeah, exactly. going to play him thirty five minutes, at his age. but
3: but you you have like the the quality of player let's say yes
2: like coming off yeah, of your a finishing bench. caliber point guard
3: exactly so you don't even necessarily have to finish with dante you can finish with george you just need you just need dante to get minutes so you don't just wear out hill
2: yeah 100% and i think at this point honestly i'm just glad that there's a little less mystery around the the bucks journey to orlando right now cuz we had, before this news came out i mean we everyone was guessing not not openly guessing i think i'm pretty proud of you know media covering the bucks was pretty much just like there's some guys clearly not there somebody was reported to test positive we're not going to try and like put out articles like, who is it? Everyone just kind of sat and waited, which I think is the only thing you can do. Yeah, because but still, I'm pretty
3: sure cause, uh, just speculating and like getting sourced information is health
2: violations. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> some HIPAA stuff there, too, for sure. Um, but, I mean, we've seen some national reporters and a few sports completely disregard those before mm-hmm. and we'll probably continue to see that. Yep. Um, although one is out of commission at the moment. Uh, hashtag free Woj. Um, yeah, but uh, everyone just kind of sat around and waited. And you see why? I mean, I totally get it. The reasons we just talked about, but on the other hand, it's its always better to know. I mean, the, the just not knowing and everything, I just don't think it was, I don't know. It's just being kept in the dark just feels off. And again, I totally get why totally makes sense, but hopefully now, you know, the bucks and Bledsoe and, and everybody can just move past it. And I think most importantly, hopefully Bledsoe is doing well and, and fully recovered and going to be ready to, to play soon and more importantly to just stay healthy in general
3: yeah for sure uh you don't you you just you hope that everyone just stays healthy uh hopefully there's no more uh, news about positive tests that come out from any team but like the milwaukee bucks because we are a milwaukee bucks focused podcast uh so hopefully Bledsoe was the only positive test and that we see him uh, healthy and joining the team soon for a championship run in Orlando, which is, we're around what, two weeks out from games? I think. I think just one. One?
2: From I think scrimmages? One.
3: From maybe, scrimmages? Maybe or two. Oh, well, maybe
2: one till scrimmages.
3: Yeah, I think one till scrimmages, okay. two till games. Do we know anything about if scrimmages are going to be televised?
2: I haven't heard anything. I would lean yes because I've heard some other teams are, but I cannot say for sure.
3: Yeah, maybe maybe we'll get some content, hopefully. Hopefully we can get some good content because we, we are so close to the resumption of basketball, I can almost taste it. I know. I want it in my
2: veins right now.
3: Hmm. Uh, So, I think we've covered everything, unless you have something else?
2: No, I, I think we got it. I think the most important message here, well, the second most important is it looks like Bledsoe, you know, after going through the last few stages here, will be able to come back and, and safely and healthily rejoin the Bucks. Number one, most important, we really hope Bledsoe and everybody else is doing okay and staying healthy and staying safe during all this. Of course, that's always our overarching, you know, priority, even even as we cover basketball, the, the actual health, not just the basketball court health is the most important thing.
3: Well said. Uh, I agree with what what you're saying there and just, you know, everyone should stay safe out there. Um, but I guess that's it from uh me and Ty here on this episode of the Eurostep. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave a like and uh, leave a rating and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you check out all of the great content being put out across the Blue Wire podcast network. And like I said, stay safe out there and we will talk to you next time.